So then let's go into the raw material, Law of One, Session 61 for today. And this is um, 14 exchanges only. It's a short session. I'm not sure if we can do it in an hour. I think so. Received July 8, 1981. Uh, uh, much, was dis much was focused on Carla's condition and dynamics of the raw contact. Uh, and a little bit, though, very critically on uh, the balancing of body or the healing and initiation of body as the second stage of healing and initiation of mind-body-spirit. And what does that mean? Body is not just physical, but it's certainly the, the working with body or that level of chakra clearance, ch clearing chakra blockages associated with physicality is a critical work, of course. Um, and um, Ra explains it at 61.6 and 61.7 very well. So let's jump in a little bit in brackets. 61.0, I am Ra. I greet you, my friends, in the love and in the light of the one infinite creator. We communicate now. Actually, they said, I greet you, my friends, in the love and in the light of the infinite creator. We communicate now. Um, Don first asked for an indication of Carla's condition. And Ra says, this instrument's vital energies are improving. The physical complex distortions are quite marked at this space-time, and there is a decrease in physical complex energies. So there's a difference between vital energy and physical complex body-related energies. You know, there are seven chakras with seven energy fields, um, I think that vital energies are associated with the etheric um, or six chakra body energy field, while physical complex distortions are probably associated with first, second, third related uh, chakra energy bodies. The energy fields associated with first, second, third chakras in some way. Um, but uh, at the higher level, she's strengthening vitally, but at the physical level, um, she's a bit weaker at this time. Don, as often, uh, asks, is there anything in particular that the instrument could do to improve the physical condition? 61.2, and Ra answers, this instrument has two factors affecting its bodily distortions. This is in common with all those which, by seniority of vibration, have reached the green ray level of vibratory consciousness complexes, meaning heart chakra activation. The first is the given in-streamings, which vary from cycle to cycle in predictable manner. In this particular entity, the cyclical complexes at this space-time nexus are not favorable for the physical energy levels. The second ramification of condition is that which we might call the degree of mental efficiency in use of catalyst provided for the learning of program lessons in particular and the lessons of love in general. This instrument, unlike some, some entities, has some further distortion due to the use of pre-incarnative conditions. So, here at 61.2, Ra is saying that Carla has two major factors affecting her bodily energy conditions or bodily distortions, her physical um, condition, in common with all of the people here on Earth who buy the logoic plan for seniority seniority in incarnation by vibration. Seniority of vibration means the pre preference given 
to souls who can best make use of the current late third density vibratory environment. 3.7 being, um, in my understanding, like the energetics associated with the end of a third density cycle. Now the planet is yellow-green or activated 1, 2, 3, 4, uh, fourth, four dimensionally or energetically um, dimensionally activated um, associated with of course first, second, third, fourth chakras and the idea is that the Logos or God uh, and the Council of Saturn has the plan to give preference in the incarnation or seniority to those souls able to best make use of this particular um, yellow-green environment, the last, the energetics associated with the last subplane or last phase of third density evolution. Then, uh, these two factors that affect all such people or souls. The first is um, cyclical in-streamings or the cycles, which Ra will explain in 61.3. Cycling in streamings of energy uh, or various cycles associated with uh, physicality, uh, emotional, intelligence, and adeptness. <laughs> so physical, emotional, mental, or intelligence related, and then magical or spirit related um, cycles of, of energy influence. And they'll explain this more in 61.3. And Ross saying that at this particular time for Carla, those particular cycles are in their low phase. Secondly, then, also for her or for anyone, in terms of how our physical levels are, uh, do we walk around exhausted and fatigued, drained and washed out, or um, with, with sufficient energy, or bursting with energy, or uh, quite capable and not sleepy, you know, all through the day? and able to work or able to do our thing. Uh, this, uh, that measure here is related to what Rock calls degree of mental efficiency in use of catalyst provided for the learning of program lessons in particular and the lessons of love in general. So this is called the uh, efficient use of catalyst, which means how we meet life experience, which means... Uh, how we react to uh, sensations and changes in our body, bodily conditions, and uh, changes in mind associated with thoughts and feelings, um, and changes in the environment associated with people and places and situations and groups. Uh, so our reactivity, how we react to that, is one measure of or one one aspect of the degree of efficiency in you know use of catalyst or efficient use of catalyst which means how well you live your life including you know dealing with your body dealing with your emotional life dealing with your thoughts and feelings and memories and hopes and fears and all of that and dealing or being with other people and groups and society and then of course the choices we make and so this is the use of catalyst uh, or life experience or experiential catalyst which is provided for or here with us now in our experience uh, so that we may learn. Learn means grow. Grow means, uh, re you know, <laughs> release lower chakra blockages and develop four, five, six particularly. 
you know, qualities of heart, qualities of intelligence, discernment, qualities of will, balance, uh, whole, you know, kind of self-integration, uh, wellness, you know, spiritual, emotional, physical, psychological, um, in relationship and alone. Uh, those are, you know, that that is learning of programmed lessons. Well, that's actually the lessons of love in general. So we have the lessons of love in general, which is uh, the purpose of third density. Ross said the purpose of third density is to learn the ways of love. And that means activate fourth chakra. <laughs> and that means uh, heal the psychological and the emotional and the physical, but particularly the, the emotional and psychological. And then we have programmed lessons in particular, meaning each person has their own um, variations on the theme of love or development of, of fourth chakra, fifth chakra, which is um, the particular challenges we face with our body, with our emotional life and uh, psychological history and dynamics, with our relationships, with our group engagements, um, with the location where we live financially, physically, psychologically, spiritually, all those ways, uh, each person has unique um, variation um, of challenges at each of those levels. And the more we heal and, and clear, clear blockages and heal, um, the more um, peaceful and um, smooth the life experience becomes. Then, finally, for Carla, Unlike some others, Ra is saying she has further distortion due to use of pre-incarnative conditions. I'm not sure if that means um, her bodily genetic uh, limitations or issues that she brought in, but I think most people actually have pre-incarnative conditions brought in. Uh, but all of those influence how she is. <laughs> so that's uh, countless, there are countless influences upon us continually. Then Don asked for clarification on um, this phrase, this term, cycling in streamings of energy. What about the cycles that affect us, or energy cycles affecting us at different levels? And Ra gives the big answer, 61.3. There are four types of cycles, which are those given in the moment of entry into incarnation, meaning based on birth time, date. There are, in addition, more cosmic and less regularized emporings, which from time to time affect a sensitized mind-body-spirit complex. The four rhythms are, to some extent, known among your peoples and are called biorhythms. There are There is a fourth cycle, which we may call the cycle of gateway of magic of the adept or of the spirit. This is a cycle which is completed in approximately 18 of your diurnal cycles, meaning days. The cosmic patterns are also a function of the moment of incarnative entrance and have to do with your satellite you call the moon, your planets of this galaxy, meaning the solar system, the galactic sun, and in some cases the in-streaming from the major galactic points of energy flow. And the note here is saying that uh, tools that show the adept cycle, in addition to the three biorhythms, are available at... Um, a page associated with bringforth.org forum, and um, I'll send you the link here, and it's useful to check yourself. If I see myself for today, April 19, I see 
All my rhythms are trending down. Ugh. And my intelligence is 61% below zero. And my adeptness is 64% below zero. Oh, well. <laughs> so what does that mean? I can't speak? I don't know. But uh, I'll do my best. Uh, four types of cycles um, related to birth date and time. Now, of course, related to location, but that's different. Uh, these four types, uh, akin to biorhythms, uh, begin with physical, then emotional, then mental or intelligence related. The fourth is adeptness, which I'll explain. Then you also have cosmic or less regularized emporings from what? From the constellations, from other stars, from other galaxies? Well, all of that's included. Um, more cosmic, less regularized, which affect a sensitized mind-body-spirit complex. So the person who's done more spiritual work is sensitized in the spiritual path as a development of sensitivity. Um, as we keep growing and developing, uh, we become more sensitive. However, uh, not simply emotionally sensitive, but also sensitive to wisdom or truth, and sensitive to um, the emptiness <laughs> or insubstantiality of thought, sensitive to anicca anatta dukkha, sensitive to time and the temporal function, which is, uh, I may be miserable now, but time shall pass, or there is such an experience as time passing and change, anicca, impermanence, and based on that, um, uh, I can um, be patient. Uh, or I know that what occurs now uh, will shift and relates to what occurs later. And I know that what occurs now um, is related to what came before it, at least in my limited experience of linear time. Uh, that's another form of sensitivity. So, um, sensitivity at all levels uh, needs to be developed, not only emotional sensitivity, of course. So, these four rhythms, akin to biorhythms, you can see it on that page, uh, physical, emotional, mental, or intelligence-based, then also fourth cycle, um, which um, is written as adeptness, or the cycle of gateway of magic of the adept, or of the spirit. The cycle of magic gateway. <laughs> the uh, gateway magic, or gateway magical cycle for adepts, or associated with spirit complex, 6th and 7th chakra. The adept is the one who's done enough work in clearing 1, 2, 3, and developing 4 and 5, so that they're mainly working from, or with an integration or synthesis of, one through six and one through seven. All chakras are in play more so than before. This includes spirit complex associated with six and seven chakras and the head, the light in the head. That um, cycle pertains more to people who are doing spiritual work or um, working with six chakras somehow in daily life. That is an 18-day cycle. So one can check that out on the page and calculate. Then, uh, when Ra talked about cosmic patterns, they're saying it's also related to <clears throat> when we're born, uh, the moment of incarnative entrance. They also have to do with the moon, 
uh, and the planets of the solar system, where I said of your gal this galaxy, that's sometimes used for solar system, and galactic sun, which means the center of the galaxy, or Milky Way, and even um, in-streamings from major galactic points, that means what? Major portions of this galaxy? Um, probably. So we have in-streamings uh, associated with the moon and its cycle, the planets, uh, which is, you know, all of that's covered somewhat by astrology, the galactic sun, or the, the central spiritual sun, the center of the galaxy, uh, like the photon belt and um, other uh, energy um, influences or transmissions from galactic center, which is particularly important now, actually, uh, as Earth and the planets of the solar system as a whole are in transition energetically associated with the movement of the solar system around galactic center, then also other major galactic points. So, obviously, there are many influences upon us continually. Uh, and for the one who's spiritually developing and becoming more sensitive at all levels, hopefully, um, uh, one may um, be affected more or in certain ways subtly by them. But you can see, you know, my adeptness and my intelligence levels are 61%, 64% below zero today. Does that mean I can't speak? No, I don't think so. Uh, does it mean, how does it affect me? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I just do my best. So I don't think we should get hung up on cyclical influences. And in terms of, you know, there are some New Age folks who say, oh, everything's different, or did you feel that big wave? It started uh, September 11, 11, 11, or, you know, it's November 11. Did you, did you feel it? It's a new wave of energy. Um, for me personally, I'm not really interested in, in cyclic energy influences. Although astrology is great, and I could learn, we can learn a lot from it, actually. But, like Nityananda said about a woman who had a very um, malevolent Saturn configuration in her chart associated with death and dying young um, to her husband or family that, that came to him asking for help, he said, yes, Saturn is here, but God is here too. God is here also. And um, she, he, it was very interesting, he actually recommended very strange rituals for the woman or the family to do. Uh, and she did them. And by that, she didn't die on that day, even though all the Vedic astrologers were telling her, that's it for you. And so, uh, you can, you know, think the whole thing is poppycock, but um, the planets are beings. Uh, they are sub-beings below the Logos. They are um, gods. <laughs> In the old, you know, mythologies, the planets are gods. Um, there is some truth to that. There, there is a personality, or there are what could be um, understood as um, human personalistic qualities to the energies of the different planets and constellations, like Mars versus uh, Venus versus Neptune. Um, they do have influences, and they can be understood personalistically, in that, you know, the god of Mars and the god of Aries. Um, but uh, these are real factors. <laughs> but uh, God is here too. Or one can be, uh, one can um, not be hobbled 
um, by um, you know cosmic influence um, if, if one is really centered in um, in in God <laughs> in the one to whatever extent we can. Okay, going on sixty one four. Would it be helpful to plot the cycles for the instrument and attempt to have these sessions at the most favorable points with respect to the cycle? <laughs> Ra said. To that specific query, we have no response. Different than saying uh, the law of one is invoked or, you know, the law of free will shouldn't be violated and I won't tell you. Um, no response, maybe because the whole dynamic of according our life with cycles versus um, according our life with um, truth or our true being, discernment, love, essence are different approaches and I think it's better to um, you know make make your mind uh, to <laughs> make your mind as much in harmony with Atman as possible and you know it's just very slow work it doesn't mean be goody two-shoes um, do what you can but um, to to make one's life in accord with one's mind or make one's mind and one's life and one's fate um, one then um, one does one's best and cycles come and go so these are two different approaches and Ra didn't say yes you should plot the cycles and have our sessions on those dates because that's not a um, that's not the high road actually um, you know, surrendering to cycles or conforming to cycles is, is not the way, uh, but doing our best <laughs> is more centered, I think. Anyway, Ross says, to that specific query, we have no response. It may be noted that the three in this triad, meaning Don, Jim, Carla, bring in this energy pattern, which is raw. Thus, each energy input of the triad is of note, meaning each person in the group is important, not only Carla. We may say that while these information systems are interesting, meaning of cycles, they are in sway only insofar as the entity or entities involved have not made totally efficient use of catalyst, and therefore, instead of accepting the, shall we say, negative or retrograde moments or periods without undue notice, have the distortion towards the retaining of these distortions in order to work out the unused catalyst. It is to be noted that psychic attack continues upon this entity, although it is only effective at this time in physical distortions towards discomfort. We may suggest that it is always of some interest to observe the roadmap, both of the cycles and of the planetary and other cosmic influences, in that one may see certain wide roads or possibilities. However, we remind that this group is an unit. <laughs> We remind that you are one, and all is one. And that's the high road. That's the superior way, and that's what Nityananda said. God is here too. Saturn is here. Uh, there are cycles. There are planetary and other cosmic influences. There are uh, astrological configurations uh, at birth. Yes, indeed. One may see them as certain wide roads or possibilities, or tendencies, or karmic um Opportunities and limitations, sure, but uh, the law is one. This group is one. This group is a unit. All is one. 
one is all, God is here too. I think that's Ra's um, perspective uh, in, akin, in accord with Nityananda, or <laughs> they're in accord with him. Uh, so again, they say here at 61.4, these information systems are interesting. It is interesting to know about the cycles, but from, personally I found a lot of astrology-minded people are make such a big deal out of astrology, and they explain everything in terms of astrological influences. And um, astrology drives them, rather than they use it as simply one system and one, um, one perspective among many. But it is not ultimate. And that's what Ra is saying here. These systems are interesting... And they are in sway or relevant only insofar as entities or a person or one has not made totally efficient use of catalyst. Now, of course, none of us have made totally efficient use of catalyst. So they are in sway for all of us, more or less, to the degree we haven't made totally efficient use of catalyst, meaning to the degree that we still have distortions or chakra blockages or imbalances. So as we all do have chakra blockages, distortions in mind, imbalances and uh, all sorts of things like that, then these um, systems uh, of information, which is really the cycles of uh, energy influences, um, the biorhythms, physical, emotional, intellectual, or mental, the adept cycle for spirit complex activity, the, the moon and the, the planets and the constellations and the galactic center and other galactic points, they are in sway for all of us, more or less, but particularly more so uh, to the degree we haven't used Catalyst well. And so um, Ra is explaining in another way here, the second paragraph of 61.4, what does it mean to not have made totally efficient use of catalyst? Which again is the case for all of us, more or less. What does it mean, not totally, not made totally efficient use of catalyst? What does it mean? Well, what it means, I think, is um, that um, instead of, well, uh, not totally efficient use of catalyst means one has the distortion to the retaining of distortion. <laughs> there are two approaches shown here to dealing with uh, all those energy influences and cycles, cyclic energy influences. One is accepting negative or retrograde moments or periods without undue notice. The second way is having a distortion towards the retaining of distortion in order to work out unused catalyst, meaning uh, attached to my distortions. I mean, why do we have distortions? Because we're attached to them. Because we hold them tight. We're self-bound. We're self-binding those distortions. Well, of course. How are they released? We, we detach uh, by um, the desire to be free. I mean, how is any freedom achieved? By a persistent effort to be free, to detach, to not retain distortions to let go, to surrender to what is, to accept and love and know and forgive um, and, and choose better. But um, we're stuck because we choose to be stuck. We're stuck because we hold our stuckness. We retain patterns of anger, volatility, 
patterns of sorrow, self-pity, patterns of fear, patterns of fear, and um, low self-value, because we're afraid to let them go. But letting go is not done by um, saying, I let it go. It's actually done by the demonstrated willingness to face the pain that's associated with the presence or pattern, the, 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 the reality of those patterns in the mind, in the body, in the self. The demonstrated willingness to live in truth, which means to accept, to feel, to be willing to feel the pain of these patterns of anger and sorrow, grief, self-pity, and fear, low self-value. The willingness to feel them and accept them and love ourselves anyway and understand them and then go to forgiveness. Of course, all of that requires uh, taking responsibility. All this pain in my life, in my mind, I co-created or I created. The pain in my body, the pain in my mind, the patterns of limitation, all of this, uh, I made it myself. You know, and Ross said, you know, looking at all the players in the poker game saying, I love you, all your, all you players with all your cards, I love you. Which really doesn't mean I like it, <laughs> but I accept it that um, I made this body, I made this mind, and I can unmake them. Uh, and so, one the the high road, what I'm calling the high road, to um, spiritual development, is not making a big issue of negative and retrograde moments or periods of uh, cyclic energy influence, but um, accepting it and moving along, doing your best. And the opposite is um, holding on to distortions. And so that's actually what's happening when we're, when there's a retrograde or negative cyclic influence in play, uh, to the extent that we get knocked down by it, it's because we're retaining our distortions or we're unwilling, unable uh, to face the pain that we're carrying uh, associated with those uh, distortions and unhelpful patterns. And that is uh, associated with working out on used catalyst. Now, of course, most people who retain distortions are not really much uh, working through, working out on used catalyst, but, uh, but uh, trying to avoid pain or trying to um, avoid certain truths that are found, felt to be bitter. Anyway, this is a very interesting discussion on um, the different approaches to the reality of multiple cyclic energy influences upon us um, from the environment um, and uh, from the body itself, uh, you know, the, the biorhythms and um, environmental, cosmic, uh, you know, multi, multi-planetary influences. Uh, then um, it's interesting, but... Um, one can um, not get knocked down by cyclic influences, uh, but one may have to make certain strong effort, like that woman that Nityananda prescribed very um, strange and exotic rituals for, uh, who then didn't die on the date that everybody, all the astrologers were predicting. So anyway, interesting, 61.5, Don asks, is there some way that we could, as a unit then, 
do something to reduce the effect of the psychic attack on the instrument and optimize the communicative opportunity. Ra said, we have given you the information concerning that which aids this particular mind-body-spirit complex, Carla. We can speak no further. Ra's answered the same question many times and Don's asked it many times. It is our opinion, which we humbly offer, that each is in remarkable harmony with each for this particular third-density illusion at this space-time nexus. So, we can speak no further. Um, Ra has given a lot of advice and guidance on um, how to help Carla and how to return to harmony and balance uh, within each and for the group. Uh, and they were doing fine. They just didn't think they were doing fine or Don felt there was something missing. And that's another interesting matter. And the bird is chanting. <laughs> See? He just stopped after being recognized. Um, Nichinanda talks about some birds chanting, animals chanting. <laughs> um, it is the case sometimes that we're do, we are in remarkable harmony, but we think we're not. So it's not total harmony, obviously, because we can't recognize the harmony. But it's very common, actually, for many people that they are goodly souls and they are perhaps doing quite well. But they always think there's something wrong. There's something wrong with me, right? There's got to be something wrong with the situation or me, isn't there, always? So this is sort of um, deep self-mistrust. <laughs> and people should be careful about that. People could be very well and, and never think they're well because, um, <laughs> you know, the, the, uh, the only thing to fear is fear itself, this kind of view. Um, there may be real problems uh, which need to be addressed in one's life or mind, uh, but it often, often is also the case that um, things are well, but we can't recognize it. 61.6, and here are the two heart pith questions, and I'll probably spend the next 15-20 minutes about it. 61.6, Don says, I want to ask a few questions Jim had here about the healing exercises. The first is, in the healing exercise concerning the body, what do you mean by the, quote, disciplines of the body having to do with the balance between love and wisdom in the use of the body in its natural functions? This is associated with healing and initiation of body. Ra said, I'll read the whole answer, then explain. We shall speak more briefly than usual due to this instrument's use of the transferred energy. We therefore request further queries if our reply is not sufficient. So there are four major paragraphs here. Number one, the body complex has natural functions. Many of these have to do with the unmanifested self and are not normally subject to the need for balancing. There are natural functions which have to do with the other self. Among these are touching, loving, the sexual life, and those times when the company of another is craved to combat the type of loneliness which is the natural function of the body, as opposed to those types of loneliness which are of the mind-emotion complex or of the spirit. Second paragraph. When these natural functions may be observed in the daily life, they may be examined in order that the love of self and love of other self versus the wisdom regarding the use of natural functions may be observed. 
There are many fantasies and stray thoughts which may be examined in most of your peoples in this balancing process. Third, equally to be balanced is the withdrawal from the need for these natural functions with regard to other self. On the one hand, there is an excess of love. It must be determined whether this is love of self or other self or both. On the other hand, there is an overbalance towards wisdom. <laughs> Fourth paragraph. It is well to know the body complex so that it is an ally, balanced and ready to be used, ready to be clearly used as a tool. For each bodily function may be used in higher and higher, if you will, complexes of energy with other self. No matter what the behavior, the important balancing is the understanding of each interaction on this level with other selves, so that whether the balance be love-wisdom or wisdom-love, the other self is seen by the self in a balanced configuration, and the self is thus freed for further work. So we've got the body complex with natural functions. Uh, many have to do with what Ra calls the unmanifested self, which I think is um, the self um, in solitude or the self non-relationally, the non-relational self, the self <clears throat> not, um, not associated with other people or not associated with activity even, but with homeostatic you know, functions. But there are other ways of looking at that. But Ra saying that the functions, these many functions of the unmanifest self, which I think is the non-relational self, um, are not subject to the need for balancing. But of course, you know, how much you sleep and how much you eat uh, and, and other functions, how much you exercise um, and other such functions of body alone um, may be out of whack, out of kilter, sure. Uh, but Ra's focusing on the natural functions of body relating to other self, meaning relational, the relational um, functions of body or body's functions relational to others, such as the natural functions, such as touching, physical contact, loving, which is um, heart sharing, body, you know, body to body heart sharing, and sexual life, which is, uh, you know, not, which there can be touching and loving without sexuality or intercourse, obviously. Uh, so we're talking about degrees of intimacy. Touching, tactile, loving, heart, uh, body relation, dual bodies, two physically people, physical together, loving, without sex, and then sex, sexual life. And then um, company, companionship, that is associated with um, the body's natural function of loneliness. If you ever see the movie uh, The Martian, Matt Damon, who I think is a nice guy and a good actor, um, the loneliness that he may have felt on Mars uh, on the planet all alone, although of course there are other beings on Mars but not in that movie, <laughs> Uh, the loneliness that I could feel, that he might felt, that was, you know, experienced being the only man on a planet in that movie, uh, is akin to this, I think. Um, the type of loneliness which is a natural function of body. Um, this sort of um, non-echo, the, the non-feedback of no other human bodies in the desolate wilderness, like 
you know, dropped in the middle of a desert, this kind of thing. So that's a body, that's loneliness that comes from the body, the body longing to have another human body nearby, and it's akin to, you know, why animals, uh, you know, birds of a feather flock together. Why does the cow go with the cow and the and the deer with the deer and the ant with the ant? Well, part of it is, is a body um, sympathy, is body sympathetic resonance, not only pheromones and smell, but also um, energetic re re resonance. You know, this smells like my family, <laughs> something like that. Now, uh, there's the other type of loneliness, which is of the mind-emotion complex, or of spirit, the loneliness of spirit. How about that? And that's something that has to be faced in meditation, actually, which is a sort of um, the sense of uh, all one, meaning all alone. Um, the The solitary... Uh, the experience of solitude in unity, the uh, unitive or the unitive experience of solitude, <laughs> the uh, unified self experiencing um, solitude or loneliness whereby there's um, a sense that there are no other beings in creation but this one here. Then, now, the exercise is really the healing and balance uh, of body as a phase, a phase of mind, body, spirit, healing and balance. So, the healing and balance of body complex uh, is uh, explained somewhat in the next three paragraphs. First, we can observe these natural functions of body in daily life, meaning what's going on with my physical mm, impulses in relation to others particularly. So we can observe in daily life um, what's going on with us, what we're doing, how we're feeling in relation to uh, our embodiment or physicality in relation to others. And the first axis of analysis is to see if love of self is to, <clears throat> um, to look at the issue of love of self versus love of other self, so the function of love versus wisdom, regarding the use of the natural function. So there's the tendencies, uh, our tendencies in relational, in body relationality, in physical relationality to others, associated with love and those associated with wisdom. Those associated with love are associated with the love of self and the love of other. Different. So there's what I, my physical experience relating to me and my body with some degree of love and my physical experience relating to others physically in terms of love or no love to them. Then there's the uh, aspect or our tendencies associated with wisdom, which is actually in many cases withdrawal or the opposite of love. Wisdom to refrain. Um as well as maybe confusion or clarity regarding the wisdom to engage. So there's love of self, there's love and wisdom. This is the balancing, right? Balancing love and wisdom. Balancing the tendencies associated with love with those associated with wisdom in relation to others and embodied physical relationship. On the one hand, love can be that which is internal or self-directed love. Then there's love to other or, you know, 
love-based body relationality to others. And then there's wisdom-based rela- relationality to others. <laughs> okay? Now, in examining, fant- in, in looking at that, Ra is saying, you can look at your fantasies and stray thoughts. Meaning, you see, uh, you know, I see a pretty uh, woman and I want to, uh, you know, embrace her. Uh, what is that? Those are fantasies and stray thoughts. What's it about? Well, a longing, you know, that's love of other over wisdom. Meanwhile, I could be in a room and I see some uh, New World Order agent with a tattoo and big forearms, and I think, ugh, disgusting, Uh, and I feel revulsion, and I want to leave. So that would be (laughs) wisdom over love. Uh, there's no love of him. <laughs> there might be uh, love of me to withdraw, um, but that's uh, wisdom in uh, rejection of any natural uh, affinity or companionship that might be possible. So, uh, again, we're looking at love of se- love versus wisdom, balancing our tendencies uh, in physical relationality associated with the natural functions in relation to others or relationship along the axis of love and wisdom, uh, and then the love has to be understood when we're talking about love of self or love of other, it's a little complicated, and I'm no adept on this. (laughs) Then we've got Ross saying, equally to be balanced is the withdrawal from the need for the natural functions, right? So there is the, the fulfillment of the natural functions, then there is the withdrawal from the fulfillment or the need for the natural functions or the natural functioning, right? These natural functions associated with companionship or intimacy versus the withdrawal from those natural functions or withdrawal from the need or restraint of the need or rejection of the need or rejection of the natural functions. That's related to wisdom. Then, (laughs) um, on the one hand, Ross said there's an excess of love meaning excess of love in the withdrawal from the natural functions. Then you can determine whether it's love of self or other self. And then there's overbalance towards wisdom. So the overbalance or excess of wisdom in the need to withdraw from natural functions or need to withdraw from the relational natural functions of body, meaning intimacy and companionship, um, is exampled, uh, uh, manifest, I think, by the person who, uh, you know, is a misanthrope. And they hate society. They hate humans. <laughs> so um, the misanthrope, um, perhaps, could be manifesting an overbalance towards wisdom who has excessively withdrawn from the need for natural functions or excessively rejected natural functions or... Um, used wisdom as the as a means of suppressing perhaps their natural love i'm just saying these uh, manifestations uh, of uh, rejection of relation relationality may manifest excess wisdom in motivation and so it's all very complicated but we can look at um, how we're relating to others how we're withdrawing from relating to others by our fantasies and stray thoughts or by our life you know how do you live do you live enmeshed with people do you live solitude do you 
Are you afraid of being in a group? Do you love being in a group? Do you need being in a group? Do you need people wanting to be with you? Do you need to uh, have companionship or the TV on or the radio on or somebody calling all the time? Or do you hate that? Or do you accept it and you like it and you also can, can leave it? And you like to be alone and you like to be with others and you like intimacy and you're okay without intimacy? Um, the key is that when there's an emotional charge, there's a distortion. And one can fool oneself and imagine I have no emotional charge and that's, you know, rationalization or defense mechanism. So <laughs> honesty is important here. Uh, but you can see that this goes on and on. And so there are natural functions that are associated with uh, intimacy, companionship, uh, and togetherness and engagement. Uh, one may find that there's an excess of love of self associated with that engagement. There may be an excess of love of other, like, I need you <clears throat> because um, I hate myself. Or, I feel good when I'm needed, but I feel bad when I'm not. Uh, there is then also the wisdom regarding the use of natural functions. Uh, people who perhaps uh, you know, measure all their calories all the day um, are excessively using the, the, the excessive use of wisdom in their uh, self-care of body that's perhaps related to the unmanifest self or non-relational self. Uh, but <clears throat> anytime there's um, uh, dominant, dominance of uh, mental, mental uh, strategizing or mental calculation in use of body, there's a possibility of excess of wisdom. Anytime that there's an unqualified or unthinking um, following of the emotional or of the physical desiring uh, in relation to others or relationship, there's a possibility of excess love. But there's the need to be with others and there's the need to withdraw from others. There's the need to be alone, which is a real need. And then there, uh, of body and of mind <laughs> and of spirit. And there's also the need at the body level, which is what we're talking about here, for you know, togetherness. So, Ra's talking about balancing the um, natural function needs at the body level alone and in relation to others, uh, according to the axis of love versus wisdom, or love and wisdom. And in the case of love, it's dual, uh, associated with uh, love to self versus or and with love to other. Love for other, meaning... Um, some sense of excessive need um, for other in body relationality of some sort versus um, the uh, relationality that's based on some love of self uh, and the degree to which there really is love of self, meaning um, I need you because I don't like me or um, I'm happy to be with you uh, because I'm happy to be with me. Or, I like, um, you know, healthy relationship with anybody whenever we may have it, because I like me. And uh, if you like you, and you are good-hearted and sincere, then let's have good mm, relationship of some sort. So, it's all very subtle. Uh, 
So there can be excess love, there can be excess wisdom in the relation to others and in the withdrawal from a relationship. And the love is dual in a way that wisdom is not. And that's because fourth chakra is um, a lower frequency than fifth. And so um, there's some reflection on the distinctions between green and blue there. And blue partakes of spirit complex while green does not yet. Uh, and there are certain there are certain functions available when wisdom is well developed that are simply not available when love is developed without much wisdom. Ra said, finally, it's well to know the body complex so that it's an ally, it's balanced, we can use it as a tool, and then each bodily function may be used in higher and higher complexes with other self, meaning, you know, there can be animal fucking sex, <laughs> there can be, uh, you know, intellectual based sexuality, like, uh, let us uh, do this at the right cycle to make the right uh, vehicle for the incoming soul. And there can be, you know, um, sanctified, um, you know, true tantric union, uh, white magic, but even beyond magic, but um, two sharing their, their recognition or uh, awareness of unity, becoming a, a unified, <laughs> a, a fused unity, uh, two becoming one or the two that know themselves as one, sharing that one um, in union. So there are all sorts of body functions um, and body relational functions or relational relationality with others associated with body-to-body that can be um, sanctified or used or refined or uh, ascended in, in frequency, in vibratory quality associated with higher chakra activation. Uh, with others and alone. So whatever the body, whatever the behavior, Ross saying the important balancing is understanding each interaction on this level with other cells, meaning body to body or physical presence, physical interaction, so that whether there's the balance of love over wisdom, wisdom over love, the other self may be seen by the self in a balanced way and we're freed for further work. So seeing the other self uh, in a balanced configuration actually means seeing them with balanced love wisdom, which means we accept them uh, as clearly as we see them. We accept them as fully as we know them, and we know them as clearly as we can accept them. Knowing and acceptance um, are unified. Uh, I accept what I know, and I know what I accept. I wish to accept all that's real, and I wish to know it all clearly. So, these days, I understand fourth ray, the full development of fourth ray, green ray, heart chakra as perfect receptivity, which is a, a capacity to accept and be with all that is as it is. Fifth ray, blue ray, fifth chakra, I would say ideally is perfect reflectivity, the capacity to um, reflect, uh, to be impressed and then reflect and express that impression of reality accepted truly, uh, expressed back to the world. So by perfect receptivity or fourth chakra, we may fully or move to fully accept. That acceptance is the capacity for being impressed, meaning um, 
reality can impress itself upon us. We can um, receive and within ourselves configure mind and um, energy fields um, to be in resonance with what is in the apparently outside world. That receptivity is a kind of Im pure impressionability. One can be impressed. I uh, like like picking, making a stamp. There was one great Chan, Chan master in China who used the something um, the vermilion, you know, seal, vermilion as a color. Very brilliant master. I don't know, I think it was might have been Yun Men talking about that in a koan, gongan. But um, the the capacity of love or heart chakra is so well developed that um, reality can be impressed accurately upon the mind. The mind is a still receiver uh, or, or impressionable field, which may then reflect that accurately um, you know, to the apparent other or in the apparent environment. Like water, still water can um, hold or manifest uh, a clear reflection uh, of that which uh, you know may appear on its surface uh, and but only by by the stillness of the water can that reflection be impressed upon that light impression right the the uh, the environment by light impression may be impressed upon the appearance of the surface of the water and uh, thereby purely reflecting by that reflection or by that impression um, that which appears to be uh, the other and that's I think exactly what Ra's saying here with the other self being seen by the self in a balanced configuration um, love wisdom balanced allows that pure reception uh, of the other self as it is and a pure reflection uh, by words skillful activity upaya skillful means reflected back um, in a helpful way in a way that may help that person uh, know themselves better and then the self is freed for further work <laughs> now um, we're only in the middle of the session and I'm talkative so instead of pushing through and running through the next six questions or seven here which is not possible even this session will now become two hours and so why don't we call it a day here and next time we'll pick up here at 617 which gives us a lot of time and is a leisurely approach because the next question 617 pertains to feelings affecting portions of body uh, feelings and sensations, the second skanda, five skandhas, form, feeling. Uh, a Ra's perspective on the, uh, the activity of feeling or sensation in body um, and how bodily manifestation, you know, s symptoms and uh, body conditions manifest mind uh, states, mind fields, or uh, mental activity uh, distorted and clear. So we'll start with that next time. 
and we'll get a deeper understanding of body and the healing and balancing of the body complex, which is not just physical, and then some more discussion of catalyst and third density and balancing. So I think we'll have enough for another full hour. In any case, I hope this was helpful. I appreciate everybody being here. It was helpful for me. Um, take good care of yourselves and see you next time. Okay, good night.